Welcome, 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 my friends. You are listening to It's Simply Digital, and I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that gives you tips, tricks, and strategies to up your digital marketing game and make you a savvy digital success. We dive into all things business, entrepreneurship, and of course, digital marketing. Hey, Jeremy, welcome to It's Simply Digital. I'm so excited to talk to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm stoked to be here hanging out. All right. So how did I get the privilege of talking to you? <laughs> well, I think my team reached out to you and you were like gracious enough to have me on today. So I, I appreciate it. I love that. So you have a podcast pitching company where you uh, pitch podcast guest or, or yeah, guest to host. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Cause it's so interesting. I mean, everybody in is, everybody wants to start a podcast. I feel like, yeah. so, so tell me a little bit about how you started your company. So I, well, it started with me starting a podcast. Honestly, I've had a show since 2015 called create your own life, where I interview uh, world-class performers, newsmakers, people like that. And, uh, you know, six months into that, people were like, hey, can you do this for me? So we started mm -hmm. like a, a podcast production company where we like did everything for them, including like editing their show notes, building their website, doing their social media. Like it was like way too much stuff. And I hadn't like learned like, hey, you should probably make a profit. So like we weren't making any money doing it. But one <laughs> uh -huh. of the things that our clients asked us is like to help them get on podcasts as part of the the launch for their show. Like it, it just made sense as awareness campaign. So we realized that our clients like really only cared about that portion and really didn't want to have a podcast. So my my wife is is my co-founder and she's been in the PR space for about 10 years. And with that and my my podcast expertise, we were really able to like take a different viewpoint on this is like really being a PR firm for the podcast space. Like there's a lot of companies that quote unquote, you know, book podcasts, but we really focus on, you know, getting the right positioning, you know, helping people tell a better story and really making sure it's a good match between host and show. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's essentially what we do at Command Your Brand is we're helping people to be the best that they can be and, and you know, appear on the right shows in order to do that. I love that you're kind of vetting those out and, and you know, you're a, a, an additional resource for somebody who wants to get on shows because you were fitting them to the right podcast and you're yeah, making yeah. sure that what they speak about, what they, you know, believe in, what they're marketing, you know, it's, it's the right fit. So kudos. That's, a, that's great. Awesome. Thank you. Love that. Thank you. Well, I, I just think it's really important too, like as a podcaster, like you know, we spend so much time creating these things and, you know, there's a certain flow that we're trying to make. And, and it's, mm -hmm. we, I really want to, you know, inspect, re respect the integrity of that, but at the same time, like make it a great fit for everybody because it is really important to have that. So let's talk about the power of podcasting um, because, you know, when I think about the, some of the stories I read and some of the things that I hear people go, oh, podcasting is, you know, overrated or the space is crowded or you can't, if you're not a top rated podcast, your podcast isn't going to matter. Or if you don't get top rated guests or if you don't get on their shows and let's kind of debunk all of those myths because yeah. it's not crowded. I mean, you, you're, you could find an audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing, like there's, um, I think it's the last number I had seen, but this was last year. So it's got to be higher than that now, but it was around 1.7 million podcasts out there. When I started, it was about 400,000. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a decent amount of growth, but here's, here's the thing to look at. Like of that 1.7 million, 
the last stat I read was like only 18% are active, which means that those are shows that like produce a show like every, like at least once a month. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, like 18% of 1.7 million, like I'm no math wizard, but that's not a very high number in, in, in looking at the whole. So that's a lot you can compete with. So that's one portion to look at. The other thing is like, there's so many different niches, right? Like we had a client a number of years ago that they would go into people's homes and kind of help them redecorate when they got to a certain age where, you know, you're worried about like tripping and falling and stuff like that. It's like, there mm-hmm. was a market for that. Like there's so many different markets within that, that really it's about niching down small and kind of going big from there. But I think too often people have this like big broad scope that they want to think with. So it's not too crowded. If you niche down, there's such an ability to get in front of people and, and really be the opinion leader in that space. But I think it's like really, really vital to, to niche down um, or you're going to just make it too hard for yourself. Right. Because we're all not going to be Joe Rogan, right? No, no everybody, everybody <laughs> thinks they are, but most people are not going to be Joe Rogan. Yes. And, and, you know, and that's okay because you have to speak to your audience and and figure out who, who your niche is and and where, where you're going to fit in. Um, And I kind of relate it to blogs. You know, there's, I don't know the number, I don't have a figure, but there's gazillions (laughs) of blogs out there. And at one point there weren't that many and they grew and grew and grew, but just like podcasts, people don't update their blogs all the time, you know? Yeah. And so although there's millions and millions and millions of blogs out there, some of them haven't updated them in years. Some of them don't even exist anymore or don't produce content anymore. Or so, they're not optimized or they're not right. all these different things. So it's like, they're not going to get found anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about podcasting a little bit more. So why do you think, what's the power behind a podcast? Why would you start a podcast? Why would you want to, you know, go through the effort and the time and the energy to create a podcast? And before we even answer that, what is, what goes into creating a podcast? Let's answer that first. Well, so what goes into a podcast is coming up with an idea that's different, you know, if you have to decide, is this an interview show? Is this a content-driven show? Like, is this me talking? Like, is this a fictional show? Like, those are things you have to decide. And then it's, you know, creating good artwork, you know, editing a good episode, creating something people can listen to and having an ongoing content calendar. And so I think these are things people just don't really think of when they put together a show. You know, for me, like, honestly, I'm here because I failed at everything else. Like, I I have a master's degree in, in ancient history, which is not a very marketable skill. Um, and I was teaching high school for a couple of years. And my mom ended up having a stroke in 2012 and it made me look at a lot of different things I was doing. So it's like, all right, I'll, let me, let me try uh, network marketing. So I tried that full time. My, my, my boss at the time thought I was insane, which I was, I went from there to then, you know, uh, selling products on Amazon and selling life insurance, doing all these different things. And it just didn't work out for me. And I had loved podcasting forever. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was going to start a show. The first version was horrible. It was called Rock Your Life. It lasted about 60 days. And, you know, I gave that up and a year later I started Create Your Own Life. So for me, it was really, I just needed this way to get out there. And as I mentioned, my master's is in history. So I'm a highly academic writer. So uh-huh. initially, like people couldn't understand the things I wrote. So like, but I can have a conversation with people. So that's like why podcasting was a really great place for me to start. And yes, I learned how to write better copy and stuff like that over the years. But like, for me, it was more of a, a crutch and a way to talk to people that I could do that and just have some great conversations. I didn't initially start out like, all right, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, all right, I can't screw this up was, was kind of how I got <laughs> here. 
But for, for a lot of people, I think it's an incredible networking tool. Um, it's a really great branding and positioning tool. Um, and it's a, it's a great way to create long form content where you can have incredible conversations with people, you know, like even like TV and radio and, and whatever it may be, like any of those segments are like, if you get 10 minutes, that's a long time. But mm -hmm. a lot of podcasts, you know, like I'm doing 45 minute episodes. So you just, you just can't really get that anywhere else. And you get access to people that you yeah. normally would never have access to. I've had some amazing guests on. I know you have as well um, because you have a platform. Yeah. And, and that's incredible too. Like, I, like I've gotten to talk to um, my favorite indie, five, indie uh, car driver, Elio Castaneves. He's a three-time indie champ. Or I had um, the former uh, FBI deputy director of counterintelligence. I'm surprised I got that out without twisting my tongue on that. <laughs> But like, there's so many different people that you're like, when would this person ever spend the time of day with me? But because I have a platform and a place where I can also share them with other people, like you mm -hmm. have this incredible ability. Yeah. And, and it's, it, I love, I'm going to kind of expand on that a little bit yeah. because, you know, you're sharing with so many millions of people and the, the power of bringing some a guest on and sharing to an audience that they might not reach because mm -hmm. they might not know who it is. It might be somebody you follow, somebody you like, somebody that helped you build your brand or, you know, whatever. And so it's, it's a win for everybody yeah. all around. <laughs> and I think the thing that's interesting too, like it also gives you an ability to, to like, I don't know, I'm like one of those weird people that like I win Jeopardy every time in the privacy of my own home. So like uh -huh. I have all these like weird eclectic interests. So like it, it's kind of a way as well that you can, you know, bring in these broader interests that you have and collect them all in one area to teach, you know, a single lesson, which I don't think is something in any other platform you could really do, like especially as just a regular person like you or I, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it, the, the power that podcasting brings, you know, it, you don't have to have this big audience. And let's talk about that a little yeah. bit um, because, you know, I, I mentioned Joe Rogan. I mean, he's just comes to top of mind because like, you know, he comes probably to the top of everybody's mind when you mention podcasts. But you you could serve a very small niche audience that really as long as they're listening and you're serving it's it's all good. Yeah. And I, and I want to kind of put that in perspective too, because I think it's like, um, you know, the top 5% of some podcasts get like a, at least a hundred downloads an episode. So like that's only mm -hmm. the top 5%. The other 95% doesn't get that. But like, let's put this in perspective. If you're in a room with a hundred people, that's a lot of people. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's a hundred people is a lot of people. So it's even to take to take a look at your impact within that. Like if you have the right hundred people listening to you, you know, that are in a certain niche, like you can do some credit, pretty incredible things for your own brand, for other people's brands. Um, and you can interact with people that, you know, you wouldn't even know how to reach otherwise. So it's, it's, it's interesting in that perspective of like, I, I just don't like when people are like, Oh, it's only a hundred listeners or whatever it may be. But it's like, mm -hmm. you put somebody in a room with a hundred people. That's a lot of people. You know what I mean? Just to put it in perspective. And, and you are having an impact. You might not know or realize that you're having an impact. Um, you know, and sometimes I don't know for months and somebody might write me an email or an email or, you know, message me or something and just say, I happen to listen to X podcast and it really, you know, spoke to me in this way, or it really changed, you know, the way I was thinking. And I'm like, wow, like it just, it's, <laughs> that, it's so impactful. That's the weird part about it sometimes, right? Like, as you, like, 
you know, we get like a, we get a lot of listens to our episodes, but like, I don't always hear like much back at all. And you're always like, is anybody out there listening? But then you get some <laughs> of these messages and you're like, wow, I really made an impact in that person's life. Like I got an email from somebody that I really looked up to growing up. And it was the person that, you know, like you thought always had it together and they right. had some real struggles in their personal life. And actually like listening to my podcast really helped them. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. But like, you, you just, you don't always know the incredible impact you're making until you get those messages. Um, yeah, I, and it's 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 really it's kind of just like makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside when you <laughs> <laughs> when you hear that. <laughs> yeah, because you're just like literally by me hanging out with other people and talking to them about their lives, I'm helping somebody. How is that even possible? Like it, it doesn't it doesn't seem fair sometimes, right? <laughs> right, because you're just you're doing something you love, which is, yeah. I'm going to kind of shift gears because this is a great segue into doing something you love. So I, I want to talk about your podcast a little bit and, yeah. and, you know, like what made you, you know, create it? What kind of content do you put out? Because I think I'd love to kind of transition over to creating that life for yeah. as an entrepreneur that you really want to live. So let's, so let's talk about that. Yeah. So for me, the, the title create your own life, like actually came uh, from an argument between me and my dad. Like um, I had just quit my teaching job to go full-time into network marketing. And uh, he's like, you know, what are you doing? You don't, you know, you're not going to make any money doing one of those things. And I'm like, well, I just want to create my own life. And like, that was kind of where the concept came from. So I look at it as like, you know, I'm interviewing people that look at, you know, life as a canvas, right? And they're, they're creating mm -hmm. this, they're creating this, this life and this artwork upon that. So I'm really trying to make, you know, learn what makes somebody creative, what makes them incredible, what makes them extraordinary, what makes someone special. And it's even from the viewpoint of like, you get somebody like one of these weird jobs and you're like, how do you even train for that? Like, what do you do? Like, cause to me, there's always some value in, in learning about, you know, differences in people's lives. And there's always some viewpoint that I can get from that. So, so that's what I've been, you know, trying to do over the years. And, you know, it's allowed me to, to, to speak over, you know, many different countries and stuff like that, which I've been able to bring my family to, which has been great. So it's, it's interesting because like when you create something like that, it's like, to, it was to, to, you know, serve this empty place in myself in the beginning. And, as it's grown, you know, we've helped more and more and more people. And, and you look back and you're like, wow, I kind of have created my own life. Like it's, it's very interesting how that, you know, that kind of works from an idea. So, you know, I, I think about that, you know, from my perspective, from my own journey and, you know, one of the things I always say is create a life by design. You know, I, I, I want my life to be designed by me, not yeah. by everybody else. And, you know, recently, um, because of COVID, I found myself unemployed uh, about six months ago and had a side hustle. And I was able to take that full time into um, into the business that I have now. And I've been very fortunate that it's been a, a blessing. And, you know, and I wouldn't trade it for the world because I created it, you know, yeah. I, and it's all with stays with me. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I, I read a book uh, by Cal Newport called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And I think uh -huh. I think it comes from a a, a Steve Martin book that, that he wrote, but that's where the, the idea comes from. Um, but it's like, I think so many times people like want the skies to open up and they want to like know their purpose and all those kind of things. And sometimes you just kind of find something you're good at and enjoy a little bit and you keep working at it and working at it and working at it. And like, you know, all of a sudden it's effortless and you're able to kind of, you know, do all these specialized things with it. And you're like, wow, I'm really passionate about this and I really enjoy this. But I think sometimes you have to kind of explore that thread. Like, 
so many people don't know what they're going to do like right out of school or right out of work or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. So it's like, you have to kind of just work at it a little bit and that's where you find it. Um, You know, nobody knows what they want to do or what they want to be. And I think, you know, we have all this got to find your purpose, got to find your why, got to figure it out. And I don't believe that. I think neither do I. It's just kind of evolving, right? Yeah. And and that's why even like, I think, you know, the way we do education doesn't really quite serve us either because like, you know, what kid at 18 years old knows what they want to do for the rest of their life? Like nobody does. Like you don't even know if like, you don't even know if what you like now is going to exist 30 years from now. Like, right. So it's so that I I think so much more of life is by learn is the learning by doing. And that's how you really find what you like, really find what you're good at. Like, the things I've learned the most is by doing them. And I, I think that mm-hmm. mastery is, 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 you know, a really incredible thing to have. Um, you know, I have a 21 year old son who's getting ready to graduate from college. He'll graduate in two months with a finance degree. And he, he calls me at least every three weeks about to fall off the ledge because he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. And yeah. he's 21. And I'm like, it's okay. You don't need to know. You're 21. Yeah. Try yeah. some stuff. See what see what you know your talents fit best with and go for it. Like I'm I'm a big believer in there there used to be like I know it's really only in like trades now like if you're going to be a plumber uh-huh. or you're going to be like a carpenter or something like that but there used to be um for all professions there used to be apprenticeships, right? Like you would work under right. somebody that did something for a period of time and you use that as discernment you'd be like you know I kind of like this or you know what I hate this. I, but right. I think it's a lot easier to learn that way than you know pay for four years or five years or six years of school. And then you're like, Ooh, I really don't want to use this. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think, you know, um, my generation growing up, we were, it was drilled into our head that you had to go to school. You had to go to school because I think our parents, you know, they saw that opportunity for themselves when they did have an education of what it afforded them. Mm -hmm. So it was drilled into our head. We couldn't even find a job if we didn't have a college degree. And now most places took that off of their requirements to have a college degree. You know, because it's, it's the interesting thing about it, right? Like, it's like, Okay, if everybody has high school, then you could pick from people that has high have high school. All right, if everybody has college, now you can pick from people that have college. So then, like, you keep needing more and more and more. And I think at a certain mm-hmm. point, you're like, all right, let's just find somebody that can do the job. And I, yeah. I think that's really what it's about because I know even for us, like, we've hired some people that you you know they don't have the background in what we do, but like we've been able to really teach them that, and they've been incredible because they're just hardworking people that want to make an impact. Yeah. So, so going back to, you know, creating that life by design or the life that you want to live, um, how, how do you think that, that you've done that for yourself in creating your business and, and your brand? So every January, um, we sit down and we basically write like what we call our, our, our ideal scene, like what things Mm -hmm. would look like if we're going to be there. And, you know, it's, it's funny, you get to the end of the year and you're like, wow, that's, we've reached a lot of those things. But I think too often people don't decide what they want and where they want to go with it. So you're just kind of like throwing things at a dartboard and hoping they hit. But every January we sit down and we write down like, you know, what is going, what does our business look like? What is the impact we look like, you know, we're making, what are these different things we're, we're, we're looking like that we're going to get there. And then we take a look at like, well, what steps do I need to make to get there as well? And then I, I think that's important. And then also like 
another thing is like defining your schedule for yourself. Like what time do you want to be working? What time do you want to go to the gym? What time do you want to spend with your kids? Like I, I think too often we don't put barriers and restrictions and, and, you know, time periods on things. So we just kind of end up like having life run us. You have to kind of tell life what you want to do sometimes, you know? <laughs> I, I agree because, you know, if you're working for somebody else, you're on their clock and you're on their time. And so they have this quote authority over your, they command your time for certain hours yeah. a day. When you get out of working for somebody else and you're in that entrepreneur space and you're growing your own business, um, you could easily get trapped into letting the business run you instead of you running the business. Yeah. I struggled early on with being a yes person. Like I just, I really like people. So I tend to say, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> and then you kind of get to this point where you're like, God, I really hate doing that. Like you get to the point where you start despising the things that you're doing for other people that you agree to do. So you have right. to get really good at like looking at you know, yes, I like this person. I like what they're doing, but like, how does that align with what I'm currently doing? You got to get better at saying no. And it took me like two, three years to learn how to do that because you, you kind of back yourself into a self-created corner and you're like, man, how did I get here? So you have to get better with saying no sometimes, especially when you're, you're starting to do your own thing. Um, and I think, cause I, I'm, I've been there, I'm still there, I'm growing, I'm figuring it out. And I think when you, when you're the yes man or yes woman, um, it's because you, you look at it and you go, I need the money. I need to survive. It's all about me creating this for myself. And when, and I know this to be true because every time in my life it has happened and when I let go of the need to have the money, mm -hmm. the money comes, it just comes. <laughs> you know, it was, it was even like not even money for me in the initial, in the beginning though, I was broke as hell. Um, like for me, it's just that I like people and I don't like the idea of telling people no. So I had to get uh -huh. really good. I had to get really good uh -huh. at saying no. Like, Say no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, could you help me with blah, blah, blah? Uh, yeah, I can help you with that. And you're like, God, why am I helping this person with blah, blah, blah? You know? So it's like, you, the, for me, it was even more basic than that. Like, yeah, I was broke, but it was, it wasn't even about the money. It was about like, I just didn't want to tell people, no, you have to get good at that. You do. Um, you know, I, I just had an experience recently with um, it, within my business where I didn't say no. And I think, oh, I could take all of this on. I could do mm -hmm. this and I could do this and I could do this. And then I, I really can't. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the resources. I really don't like doing all of that. And so, like you said earlier in our conversation, you're like, I, I really don't like doing some of this stuff, but you keep doing it because you keep saying yes. Yeah. So really defining and refining what you offer as, as a business or a brand. There, there's a great book about that uh, by John Warlow called Built to Sell. I'm always talking about uh -huh. books that I read way too much. Um, but, <laughs> but like he talks about like with any business that you need to productize what you do, right? Like we do this, this, and this, and that's what we do. But so I think mm -hmm. so many times we're like, we look at it like, um, I think I can do that or maybe I can do that. And that you, you can't scale a business like that where you're always saying like, yeah, I think I can do that or we'll do that or whatever. Or you get some of these major projects that you don't want him to do with because there's no you know definition to it. So like even in, in a service-based business, he, he says like, take a look at like, how can you productize what you do? And he gives the example of a, of a, a marketing company where they're like, all right, we do flyers, we do printing, we do this, we do that, we do logos. And he goes, all right, so what, what do you make the most money off of? He goes, logos. 
um, what do you have the best process for? He goes, logos. He goes, great. You are a logo design company. And they, they had this five-step process that they did without fail with every single person. And then they had a definite amount that they charged for. So when you can do that, it changes a lot of what you're doing, but not a lot of business owners are looking at it like that. Right. Um, because we want to serve everybody, right? Yeah. And, and we want to serve the masses and you can't, you can't, you have to really refine that into this is my offer. This is how much it costs. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you got to be okay with saying, yeah, we don't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I find myself still going, yeah, well, I think we could do that. And then I scramble to figure out how, because I might not be the best at it. So well, I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what, like that was one of the hardest things to do as a business owner, but it was also for us, like it was when our marketing aligned better because we knew exactly what to market and mm -hmm. we made more money because that was exactly what we did. So we could actually focus on being the best at just that. That's you know, just like that. people are like, you know, why don't you book other publications? Why don't you do like Forbes and Inc and stuff like that? And I'm like, cause that's a whole different way of doing things. If we can just focus on, you know, booking podcasts, placing podcasts and training clients to do that, like we can just focus on doing the best job at that. And I, and I think mm -hmm. that's what you really have to look at. I, I don't disagree. And that's where I think as a business owner, me, myself, I have struggled. I think entrepreneurs in general struggle. I think when you're building a brand, when you're building a business, you, you, you want to take on all of this stuff and, you know, but it's, it's helped me grow. It's really yeah. helped me go, okay, I don't want to offer that. I, I'm not going to offer that. And then it's also helped me go, I really need to add that to my contract or my agreement because- yeah. I've been taken advantage of before in that particular situation. <laughs> it's so. funny though. Like I think, I, I think everybody's kind of seen that in their contracts. Like you get a new clause because of something weird that happened. You're like, I'm not going to have that happen again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, okay, Jeremy. So tell me um, where we could find you, where we could get a hold of you. Um, yeah. You know, if anybody is interested in learning more about getting um, on shows as a guest on podcast, you know, what your process is and how you do it. Yeah. So if they want to find out more about, you know, uh, how they can get featured on top rated podcasts and get their story down, um, they can check out commandyourbrand.com and they can connect with one of our, our uh, strategists over there that can kind of show them how everything works. Uh, if they're interested in the podcast or anything to do with my brand, that's over at jeremyryanslate.com. And everything will be linked up in the show notes. Um, and, you know, I do want to give you a little plug because I've had some amazing guests come on my show based on your your team's pitches to me. So well, thank you. Thank wanna, you. Thank you. I want to give you a, a, a little kudos and a little plug for that. So, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll make sure everything's linked up in the show notes. And I appreciate you sharing you know, your knowledge on building a business and your knowledge on building a life and building a podcast. Well, I really appreciate you having me. And I, and I hope, you know, there's at least one person out there today that we made a big difference for, because that's really what this is all about. Yeah. So thanks, Jeremy. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening to It's Simply Digital. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It helps me bring on some amazing guests. And you can get a hold of me at itsimplydigital.com or Lisa at itsimplydigital.com. I hope you have a blessed day.